Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Mr. Skin. Written by Luke Condor. Narrated by Ian McEwan. Once upon a time. That was about as far into the story I got. I thought about the time the kitchen sink was all clogged up. I felt like I needed someone to open me up, reach a hand in, yank away the leftover food and dank clotted hair that had gathered there. I tried again. Once upon a time. It was late at night when I decided to sit down to write my story for the podcast. I couldn't tell you what time it was, but I knew it was in the AM because even my dog was passed out on the floor by my feet. I usually found the sound of her gentle breathing somewhat comforting, but here it grated on me as I struggled to come up with a single idea for my story. Any luck with that story, Brosif? A message from my editor, Daniel. He needed the story earlier that day, needed to get it proofed and trimmed and sent off to the narrator, Ian, who would then work their magic. From the narrator, it would be passed along the production line to Carl, the audio editor, who would add the sounds, the effects, polish it up all right nice and line it up on the podcast feed, ready and waiting to auto-publish for the thousands of listeners all over the world to download, listen, and enjoy on their way to their work. Or maybe as they did their chores, walked their dogs, exercises, whatever it was. Once upon a time. 
I typed it out a third time, but again, nothing came. I watched the blinking cursor on my word processor and thought back to that mess of clogged hair in the kitchen sink, but realized it wasn't that my writing was clogged. It was me who was the clog. I was the mess of hair and scraps of food. A whole team of people were waiting for the story, and I had nothing to give. There would be no story for those listeners all over the world, ready for their commute. Nothing but disappointment and their Twitter feeds to keep them company. I closed my eyes, and still I saw the cursor. It was etched into my corneas now, blinking away, now in time with the easy breathing of my sleeping dog by my feet. I opened my eyes, looked around the room, saw how dark it had become, realized I'd been sat there for hours, the only light source being the wash of bluish-white from my laptop screen on my face, covering the room around me in gloom. I turned back to the screen, wrote it out once more, this time putting some effort into it, really tapping on the keyboard, hoping that momentum might keep my fingers moving. Once upon a time, I wrote, and nothing more. I sighed, went over to my browser, googled around for story prompts. What if you found a gun in your bed? What if you found out you were actually dead? What would you do if you turned into a dog? But nothing lit the fires. Nothing got the fingers moving again. A ding on my phone, and I saw another message from Daniel. Seriously, dude, we don't even have a backup this week, so we really need your story in the next hour at the latest. Come on, don't let the team down. It didn't help, the texts, nor did the three that followed, all pushing the speed of my heartbeat up a notch, ramping up, the blinking cursor seeming to blink angrier with each passing second. It was as if my computer was screaming. Write something! Just fucking write something! I don't know what to write, I said to my computer, apologetically. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm out. My dog woke at that, stood and licked my hand, wagged her tail, and whined. I took her downstairs and out into the back garden. It was cold and I could see my own breath. The security light clicked on as my dog walked into the gloom at the end of the garden. I heard but didn't see her peeing. And as I stood there rubbing my palms together, I heard him. Saw him as a silhouette at first, but moving forward in erratic, glitchy steps. I didn't say anything, didn't know what I was looking at, just felt my skin turn to sugar paper and the back of my tongue to a scouring pad as the thing, the man, jittered out from under a hedge and moved towards me. He was small, only up to my waist. He wore all black, a top hat and curly shoes and the like. Apart from his face, I couldn't make out much of the details. 
It was as if the rest of him was simply a void, that only his face was really there in the garden. His egg-shaped eyes with their sharpie pen pupils were fixed on me. He smiled. His tiny teeth looked ready to gnash and bite, and I felt an urge to run, but the movement had left my feet. I found myself stuck, and all I could say was, Hello? Evening! The little shadow man said, still jittering, always jittering as he stepped to me, looked up. Or is it morning? I looked up, saw the moon out proud in the sky, and said, I actually don't know anymore. <laughs> Here the man chuckled, papery thin, dribbled a little over his chin, but didn't bother to wipe his saliva away, almost as if he wasn't even aware it was there. <laughs> Got a problem, have you? A problem with a story? It happens to them all at some point. They just keep writing until they're all used up. Dried out like used up tubes of toothpaste. There's always some left though, isn't there? You can never completely empty a toothpaste tube. There's always some left over at the bottom and it won't- Yes, yes, I know. Bad example. What I mean to say is, you got nothing, right? I shrugged, wished I had a cigarette to smoke. It seemed appropriate. I heard my dog digging in the mud on the borders of the garden. I have a start, I said. Once upon a time is a bad start. I nodded. I guess. Listen, he said, more saliva dribbling over his chin. A snail's trail of it. I'ma do something for you. I can give you something. I'm something of a muse, you see. He went on, ignoring my expression of disbelief, talked right past it. I've helped them all at some point or another. All the big ones. All the greats. Like who, I said. It'd be quicker to say who I've not inspired. Poe? Yep. Lovecraft? Yep. King? All of them. Stevie, Tabby, Owen, and even that Joey boy. I stood there in silence, watching as my dog came over, walked right past me, and back into the house, not seeing the man at all. I was about to leave when I felt my phone vibrating in my pocket. I whipped it out, all sneakily. I didn't want to offend the man. There were five new messages from Daniel. There were some missed calls, too. He never called. If he was calling, it meant he was angry. I put my phone back, saw the little man looking over at my hand. This is sort of a one-time deal, you know. I got places to be and people to inspire. Gold to spin. What's your name? 
Can't tell you that. Call me Mr. Skin for now. But I can't tell you it in full, you see. That's part of the deal. Right, I said, and was thinking of leaving it at that. I never really liked doing dodgy dealings with shadowy men in my back garden. But as I went to turn and step away, he said something. Something that stopped me in my tracks. It'll never come back. What won't? The words. The ideas. The stories. His words caught at the back of my neck, turned my spine to ice. You can read all the books you want, take all the creative retreats there are, as many as you'd like, but it won't come back. You'll just have to do something else, I guess. Like what? I said. I don't know. Knitting or something? I think I gasped then, unable to quite comprehend the idea of knitting. Or, you know, I can give you some juice, get the creativity flowing again. My phone vibrated in my pocket. I was getting another call. My dog barked behind me. The saliva dripped and splashed on the patio floor. For some reason, I pictured myself pricking my finger on the end of a sewing needle. The blood running down my finger, splashing on the floor, pooling around my feet. All right. All right. All right. All right. What do you want from me? What do I have to do? Here, he jittered towards me, held out his shadowy hand, and I reached back, shook it. The hand itself felt like an electric shock, cold, but it burned, shooting my very being with lightning. His grin grew wider as he grew taller, until he was up and over me, leering down, the saliva dripping onto my t-shirt, hissing as it landed, steaming cold water on a hot pan. You'll see! (laughs) I watched his grinning face as he floated away. His chittering laughter had me hoping to God he only wanted some help with his computer or something, but knowing full well it was probably something much worse. Much much worse. But it didn't matter then. Nothing did. The lightning was in me, crackling away. I ran, literally ran up the stairs and into my computer room, opened a fresh new document, and started typing. I didn't see the words, just felt them. My fingers moved as if they were possessed. I wrote until the sun began to rise. The dog must have gotten hungry because she chewed up an old slipper. I wasn't mad, though, because by 5 a.m. I'd written those two words that any writer longs to write. The end. I finished it up, sent it over to Daniel. Within the following three hours, the rest of the team would receive the story, narrate it, edit it, upload it to auto-publish on the podcast feed, ready for the thousands of listeners. It would be a quick turnaround, and the team would hate me for putting them in such a stressed position, but at least the story would be out there, 
At least I was unclogged. I stood up, patted my dog on the head, and went to sleep. I woke some time later and screamed. All was dark again but for the face at the bottom of my bed, smiling, dribbling. Morning, he said. Or is it evening now? I looked at the curtain, saw that it wasn't just dark outside, but pitch black, as if the room itself was floating in a void. I don't know. Well, anyway, I see you got your story done. Well done. And I normally wouldn't come to collect so soon, but I've been feeling rather peckish, you see. My dog was my first thought. Where's Alaska? I said, kicking the covers up and pushing myself up against the headboard. What did you do to my dog? Nothing. I'm not a monster. I like dogs. I just prefer humans. Here, his grin widened, his sharpie pen pupils focused on me. His chin sat at the bottom of my bed, dribbling so much now that it was pooling around him. But I have stories to tell. I have more to write. You inspired me. No, I didn't. I infected you is what I did. Infected your words, your story. It'll be out there now. Thousands of people all over the world getting a little infection of their own. Thanks to you, I found my way into their ears. I found my way into their hearts. I'll help them create, sure. I'll help them draw pictures, write stories, sing songs. But it'll only spread the infection more until I grow hungry once more. And then I'll pay them a little visit too. One by one. You can't do this. I already have. They'll be listening to this story right now. (laughs) Here he laughed so loud the walls shook, and he grew, his body of shadow spreading upwards as his mouth grew wider, wider, more teeth than physically possible, rows upon rows of them. His face grew long, still jittering, as he worked his way over the bed, surrounding me in his void, his saliva soaking my bedsheets, his mouth opening wide, tongue wrapping around my foot. The last thing I thought, as his cold breath hit my face and his needled teeth sank into my middle, of all the people listening to the story, of how he was sliding into their ears right at this moment, gliding into their lives, ready to give them a little nighttime visit. I wondered if they could feel him, an itch maybe, 
buzzing within those little bones and hairs inside. Did they feel it? I think maybe I knew his name after all, his real name, but by then it was much too late. I had no words anymore, no stories. I was nothing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Mr. Skin was written by Luke Condor, narrated by Ian McEwen, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Speria and Tom Robson. We've just announced the next three themes of The Other Stories over on our Facebook group. We've got number one, Ancient Egypt, number two, Dinosaurs, and number three, Japan. So, on top of that, submissions are now open for stories, so head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions and give it a go. Why not? You might just scare someone silly. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest Hawk and Cleaver goings on, head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawkandcleaver and join our little family we have over there for all the latest natter and goings on in today's world of horror, thriller and sci-fi. Until next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.